And I'm Marcus Ozzati. And this is Passport Necessary, a podcast dedicated to growing up as a TCK and how it's affecting us now that we're adults. And today we are going to be talking about New Year's, a very oh. exciting time of the year, a time of great celebration. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> so for you, Marcus, uh, you personally, is New Year's a big deal for you? I enjoy it. I think it's interesting. I think last year, yeah, I ended up seeing it because it, it, it'd been in, being in Britain. I went to see a pantomime and then afterwards we were outside what's York Minster, the big cathedral in the city centre uh, for the countdown and everything like that, bringing in the new decade, which is good fun. Um, I always try and mark it in some way. I think it's one of those festivals that is ubiquitous. Well, maybe ubiquitous is the wrong word, but you could pretty much find that most major cultures in the world, you know, Japan, China, most of the Western societies will definitely be interested in celebrating New Year. So it's kind of, I think, important to sort of mark it. So it's definitely, you know, you, it's sort of a bit like Christmas where you definitely try and get into contact with people, talk to them, message them, wish them a happy New Year. New Year maybe has more of a strength in that sense than Christmas does in a way for me, which is interesting. I I would absolutely agree with that for me too because every country I lived in celebrated New Year's in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Whether it was simply fireworks, or mm. if it was like in Japan where you have like it's like a whole week of things yeah. that you do for New Year's. Um, but I think regardless of where we lived or where we were visiting at the time, New Year's was always marked in a pretty big way. Whereas I think. Mm. Christmas, it really was kind of dependent on where we were, whether that culture yeah. actually celebrated Christmas or not. So I think it's far easier to find importance in New Year's because it's, like you said, it really is everyone in some way, shape, or form celebrates the New Year, yeah. but not everyone celebrates Christmas. No. I, and it's an interesting thing. It's just... It, I think it's because it's just simply it's just everybody agrees on that that's the day that we all celebrate. I mean, as different cultures do it at different times of the year, depending on what they do. But it is one of those things that everybody recognizes the kinds of things that you would want to do to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. so that you do recognize marking it and all that sort of stuff. I mean, in Britain, it's always like everybody stays up until midnight and then everybody celebrates everything with the fireworks as midnight strikes and that's new year and everybody gets excited about that and it's all good fun um in japan the thing is interesting is that the particular foods that will pe people will eat there's a much more it's much more like a westerns ver westerners version of christmas mm -hmm. where it's a lot more yeah. family based and it's about like yes. seeing your grandparents and seeing your extended family and coming together mm -hmm. Um, there was usually you go to certain shrines and you have certain mm -hmm. things you need to celebrate. Um, I know that during New Year's, kids will receive like money. It's like a, yes. a New Year's gift. Like the family gives kids money um, so that like brings mm -hmm. them luck into the year. So there's a lot of traditions that you bring in. I know one of the things I got to do, uh, I think it was the second year I was living in Japan when I was in Kobe um, for New Year's. There's like a tiny shrine, it literally like mm -hmm. it probably was the size, like it looked like a house, like it really did just kind of yeah. blend in with everything around it. And they happened to have a really large bell. And on mm -hmm. New Year's night, we just went for a walk 
and we heard the, this bell ringing constantly. We we're like, oh, we should go check it out. And the neighborhood basically was taking turns to ring this really large yeah. brass bell for the new year. And we were like, yeah, of mm. course we're going to do that. This is great. So this is <laughs> like, there's always little things and each temple, each shrine might do things slightly differently, but New Year's yeah. is really big in Japan. Like we cannot overstate yeah. how important New Year's is. Yeah, I mean, it's, and there's so many things that people do. There's specific kinds of mochi that people eat, which is kind of, well, I suppose, termed rice cake. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also this thing that everybody does is eating noodles on New Year's Day. Oh, of, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of it like being like noodles are long. And the idea is if you eat noodles on New Year's Day, hopefully you will have a long life mm -hmm. is the idea. And aren't you um, not supposed to cut it with your teeth? You're supposed to just slurp it? Swallow it. Yep, you're just I, supposed I to slurp it as much so. as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember I, a friend telling me that and I was like, oh, that's hopefully you just don't choke while <laughs> eating these yeah. super long noodles. Well, apparently that a lot of I've been told this. I don't know how true it is. I don't know the stats, but I've been told that there are a lot of deaths of people who are slightly elderly around New Year because the stuff that they eat is actually they, they choke on it because, you know, they have difficulty eating it in the way that people are supposed to eat it because it's so because the mochi is really sort of soft mm -hmm. and it, it just not rubbery but it's it's almost it's very sticky it's a glutinous rice cake essentially yes, yes yeah and so so people have sometimes have difficulty swallowing it and choke on it and so apparently there are so i've been told extra deaths at that oh, time of year ironically wow. sadly but i suppose it might happen with other sorts of things where you know people get too drunk and you know in particularly in the west i'm assuming that there might be quite a, well in britain anyway a lot of um Problems with people getting a bit too drunk, falling over and hitting their heads or ending up in what they call accident and emergency, A&E, mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. I think that does happen at New Year where people go, oh, it's going to, you know, police officers going, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be a hard night. Happy yeah. New Year, everyone. Yeah, the ER is always like so packed for New Year's. Um, ER is emergency. Uh... <laughs> emergency room. Thank you. I was like, what's yeah. the second word? <laughs> we just refer to it as the ER. Yeah, the ER um, always gets packed on New Year's. It's always like an issue that, you know, people get too drunk and then they do something dumb or people set off fireworks and aren't safe about it. And then they like blow off a finger or something dumb like that. Like oh, that's no. always a thing you have to be careful of. Um, mm. I know for my family, especially because my mom, my mom loves fireworks loves oh. them like she is a self-professed minor pyromaniac in the <laughs> fact that she just loves fireworks so much yeah um so every new year's we would try as much as we could to go see fireworks so like mm, mm. when we were I, I think i mentioned before there was one uh like winter break where we went and visited some friends of ours who happened to be living in the philippines and we did mm. christmas with them and we did new year's and new year's at the when we went to visit, we were on the island of Boracay and they mm -hmm. set off so many fireworks that it looked like it was broad daylight. Like there were wow. that many fireworks going off and it was all across the sky. It was so beautiful. But yeah, we would try as much as we could to go and see some sort of fireworks for New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that really seems fun. Pretty good. I, yeah, it is. I also remember that was like the one night I always looked forward to New Year's because it was like the one night 
that we were given permission to stay up late. Not that we really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times we'd usually fall asleep, <laughs> but it was like, we're going to stay up until New Year's. We're, we're going to yes. do it. Yeah. And then as soon as midnight hit, we were like, okay, we got to <laughs> pass out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't, do you remember the millennium? Just thinking about the New Year things. Do you remember the millennium? Uh, 2000. So I would have been six years old when the millennium hit. <laughs> or yeah, no, I was going to turn six. I was five about to turn six. So I was, yeah. I think I was a little too young to fully remember. Also, that was mm. around when I was leaving the US and we were going to go overseas. We were going to go to our right, first yeah. tour in South Korea. So I don't really remember, um, mm -hmm. but I know that at least, I know it was a big deal. Like I'm sure if yeah. I asked my partner, because yeah. he's a little bit older than me, I know he would say like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I have vague memories of it because it was the only time as a child that I spent Christmas and New Year in the UK. Oh, wow. Um, but it makes sense that you would do it at that particular time because it is, you, you know, it's, you're not going to see the millennium again. So I think I have more vivid memory of that particular one just because it was more unusual christmas i don't really have a massive recollection of what christmas was like but i do remember the new year but i mean i think because that was the big event that was mm -hmm. the big event and i was nine yeah nine so you have a, a better half. memory around then yeah yeah uh, but i mean just think the thing is is that you know everybody can remember things about new year i think more than they can remember about christmas it's like it's i think there's just a, for me anyway there's something about it that's a little bit more um you f I think certainly in the West, you find slightly different things to do. Like, oh, we're going to go to this place to celebrate it. Or we're going mm -hmm. to go to that place to celebrate it. Or it feels like a much more collective thing, I think. You know, particularly you feel like more people are around you when you're standing there watching the clock counting down and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. I think it's, you know, it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a very large community um, celebration. Whereas Christmas mm. um, in the West is far more personal. It's far more family-oriented, yes. smaller units. But yes. New Year's is a huge to-do, which is interesting yes. because in Japan, it's more the opposite, where Christmas is more of a big social, like, there's more people who do it if they celebrate it, and it's usually mm -hmm. couples, or it's, yeah. it's far more marketing-based mm -hmm. and commercial, but New Year's is far more homey and family-based. Yeah. Like, you might go out yeah. in public, but it's far more about the family unit and yes. celebrating with your close loved ones so it's it's like the the meaning of both of them swapped for yes. both sides <laughs> um i know that for my family like i said we always marked new year's and my mom growing up um has a tradition every year of making on new year's day like not new year's eve but on the day of new year's we would always eat white rice cabbage mm -hmm. and black-eyed peas um i don't right. know if that's specific to louisiana it might be a southern thing but i know that my mom growing up she always said well we have to eat this on new year's because it brings you luck and i remember asking right, yeah. her once i was like why and the rice mm -hmm. is supposed to stand for like bounty fertility it's white so mm -hmm. like all that the cabbage is supposed to be like money because it's like green and leafy and then the okay. black-eyed peas I've heard that it's for coins. So it's all like, mm -hmm. it's all the same kind of like fertility, bounty, like good luck into yes. the new year kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And 
actually is a way for me to kind of keep my parents with me and to keep a family tradition alive. I've started doing it. So since my partner and I have started living together every year on New Year's Day, sometimes on the 2nd of January, but I try and do it on (laughs) on January 1st. Um, I try and make uh, black eyed peas, cabbage and rice. And then I usually do like a little side of pork because um, it just adds a little bit more flavor. But yeah, I do that every New Year's Day. It's it's so nice, yeah. especially because almost nice thing to do. where we live, it's it's cold <laughs> for New Year's. Like yeah. we have not had a warm New Year <laughs> since we've lived where <laughs> we live. We live in Buffalo, so it is cold. Sometimes it's snowing, yeah. um, so it is nice to have a dish like that where it really feels warm and homey because the rice mm. and the beans and the cabbage, like it's all very like stick your bones kind of food. So. Yeah, I, I love yeah. making it. It makes me think of my mom and my dad and my grandma mm. and my, my brother. It's it's just like family stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have a personal tradition necessarily, but I mean, it's always have to send a message to everybody. Mm. Uh, yeah, of course. Or all that sort of thing. It, it, it kind of, I think it almost in a certain sense carries a sort of similar thing to Christmas in that sort of sense for me anyway, like trying to contact family, make sure everybody's okay and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christmas thing is obviously, you know, you can't meet people and stuff. So that works. Well, for me anyway, it's difficult to tra- trying to travel across a, across a planet. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> well, you could do it, but I mean, yeah, yeah you wouldn't see everybody else. Um, but New Year does follow that same sort of thing. It's just a few days later to try and, you know, it carries a similar sort of weight in terms of doing that for mm-hmm. me anyway. I um, I find that New Year's falls onto, it's still family for me because I've always celebrated it with my family. So mm. it has a strong tie for that. But I find that especially in the West, like we said, Christmas is very family and New Year's is more for like friends and acquaintances yes. and loved ones. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a huge thing in the US. I don't know how it is in the UK, but there's always this thing about, oh, do you have someone for New Year's? Do you have a partner for New Year's? And there's <laughs> this pressure to like f- be a couple on New Year's Eve because you have to like kiss someone on the stroke mm-hmm. of midnight or blah, blah, blah. So it's like a whole, <laughs> there's like this whole thing of like finding a partner for New Year's. Right. Um, yeah, it's very couple and friend oriented, whereas I find Christmas is far more like family. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, you know, for, for the UK, there's always a thing, what are you doing for New Year? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I think it's very friends orientated. I'm not so sure about the couple thing, but I mean, I might just be a sad, lonely bastard. But um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, um, the, but I mean, I, I can understand that sort of idea, but I, um, maybe I just haven't paid attention to it, but uh, maybe it does exist. And uh, I mean, surely, I mean, if the US has got it, we're going to have it soon anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> Um, I was talking more from like but, a pop culture standpoint. I definitely yeah, have seen yeah. that. Where like I'm, you'll I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm mucking around, um, but uh, it it is definitely a thing where you like you get your friends together. You usually say, "What are we doing? We're doing this. We're going to go see this thing here," mm-hmm. um, and usually you end up sort of trying to find the biggest clock you can find or the biggest church you can find and standing there waiting for midnight because it does make sense i mean a cathedral does have a massive bell which is going to ring right i mean it was good fun last year certainly because they lit up the cathedral or the minster as they call it in york um uh and a few fireworks and things like that and it was it was it was good fun Mm -hmm. um 
and people pretty much most people kind of go oh you're going to the minster this year and it's mm-hmm. just for your you're going to go outside the minster oh yeah yeah we'll go there mm-hmm. so you know you turn up with a bottle or whatever and just wait for it to strike midnight and, hey, and then probably head off to the nearest club or whatever and or go home if you want to yeah uh, I, it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice thing because i mean york's not a particularly big city but i mean the cathedral i think is one of the biggest cathedrals in britain or at least in england i think if my memory serves um and it's reasonably old uh so it's a good place to go and the thing is it does have a street that goes up to the west door mm-hmm. pretty much or heads towards the west door so last year they blocked off most of it to allow people to stand there and look at the minster which is good fun that sounds um, nice I, yeah. I do notice and it, it is something that i think is very pervasive within western culture is um that new year's is definitely marked by large quantities well not always large quantities but i think a lot of people do consume quite a lot of alcohol on new year's yes um and that's something where it's like you don't have to i don't think it's really necessary um, I know in no. I know in my family we would usually mark it even when I was young because my dad is French. Um, we would get to have a little bit of champagne, mm-hmm. um, so it was like a way of being like this is a special night. Like we'll have yes. alcohol, yes. but we're not going to go crazy. And it was usually like mm-hmm. a we're marking it with something that you recognize as having a lot of value. So champagne. Yes. And we would have like I mean like a thimbleful. Just have a little sip right. with our parents yeah, yeah. as the stroke of midnight hits. You're like, whoop, sip, and then it would be time for bed. <laughs> yeah. But no, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that is something that is very specific to Western culture. I'm sure people drink for New Year's in other places, but I know in the states and mm. definitely in Europe too, people drink a lot on New Year's Day, on New Year's Eve, and probably yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I think, well, I mean, it's, there's been a lot of discussions about this more recently. Like, uh, but, I mean, like, alcohol is, is essentially the drug of Western Europe and North America, I'll say. Just, I mean, I'm assuming in Mexico there's a certain amount, but I mean, sort of like, you know, what we would term as Western culture. So, I mean, you're talking about Western, well, most of Europe and North America, generally speaking, they tend to be societies that have similarities. I'm assuming in Australia and New Zealand as well, there is a lot more alcohol thing but i think that particularly this because the society is very geared towards that particular drug as a thing that they can use mm-hmm. um some and sometimes to excess um whereas i think in other societies there are drugs that people will use that we would consider to be bad like there are places like that are more happy for people to use cannabis mm-hmm. uh, as a drug rather than alcohol like they'll look down on alcohol you, they see you drinking alcohol it's a similar thing to what most people would I assume would look at you when you were taking cocaine or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, Why are you doing you know, that? <laughs> keep it to yourself. We don't want to know. It's that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think, you know, I don't know what it is about Westerns. I mean, maybe it's just simply because in northern regions it's easier to produce alcohol than it is to produce cannabis. It's probably oh, the reason. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no question. It definitely would be easier. It's so cold. Yeah. Um, but I mean. I don't think it's wrong to sell to market no. in a special way. I just definitely think it's something to, you know, be aware of, be careful of, especially because mm. some places, if you're going out, they might be charging more. Um, they mm. might, you know, put the prices up because it's a special day. So just be something yeah. to be aware of. Um, 
you don't need to have alcohol to have fun but i mean absolutely no. have a drink just you know be a little careful out there especially with other people mm. getting drunk and partying there's always a little bit of a recipe for potential danger so that's always my my two cents of my mom yeah. my mom Stay layla safe. be safe yeah. <laughs> i mean there is a thing is, is that you know everything in moderation as they say i mean it, it's funny because i mean certainly in the uk i don't know how it is in other places but there are real concerns about the idea of what happens on new year's eve mm-hmm. um people getting extremely drunk and then having to be carted off in police vans and all sorts i mean I can't personally remember any sort of instances of this happening on New Year's Eve, but I do remember because in York, it's kind of related to over over consumption of particular drugs, mm-hmm. partic- well, alcohol. Um, <laughs> but there was they had the races in York, so they have several race days through the summer, and oh, just like a marathon is... or something. No, 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 horse racing. Sorry. Oh, horse oh, racing. okay, okay, yeah. Sorry. No, you're just fine. setting a bunch of people on marathons and are all pissed. It's all right. Um, no. Uh, but then huge amounts of alcohol are consumed. And, mm-hmm. you know, what happens, people go to the races and then what they do is they kind of come down through the centre of town and one of the roads that takes them through the centre of town has a lot of pubs on it and that takes you into the centre of town. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Micklegate Run. The street's called Micklegate anyway. It has multiple pubs on it. Um, and you kind of think, you know you kind of think that maybe it's going to start getting a little bit rowdy around nine o'clock when everybody's had a bit too much. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> leaving work, and there's somebody being piled into the back of a police van oh. on Micklegate. So they didn't even make it into the centre of town. You're like, oh my God. As In Britain, I think the thing is that there is a concern that you know people do drink a lot and they do mm-hmm. misbehave. And it does come up as part of the news in terms of what happens on New Year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. it's definitely something to be aware of just yeah. when people get into large groups. I mean, automatically people will behave in a different way. That's just how mm-hmm. we are. Um, but then when you start throwing in any sort of drug, it's going to inhibit um, and exhibit certain behavior. So it's just good to be aware of for anyone who, you know, they're going out for the first time. I know one of the things when I was living um, in New York or when I was staying in New York for a while, um, I remember the city of New York, not the state. When I was living in the city of New York, um, I think I was there for a New Year's. And I remember friends, my international friends who were like, oh, like, are you going to go? Are you going to go to Times Square? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, (laughs) way too many people, way too many drunk people. And also it's cold. Like, (laughs) like you don't see that because you're watching it through TV. But like, if you really pay attention, like people are wearing like hats, earmuffs, gloves, like Mm. the full shebang. Like it is cold out there. Like, no, thank you. I'll stay home. I'll watch that on TV. I will enjoy myself in the comfort of my own home. (laughs) Yeah. The only time I did something kind of similar to that, like went out for New Year's Eve to go see fireworks was, um, I mean, Boracay, but also mm-hmm. uh, when I was living in Paris. Um, oh. One of the uh, times that we went and saw the fireworks was um, for New Year's Eve. And they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like they really were really nice. But it was also like... We're not gonna. We're still not gonna go that close, and we're gonna go home right after because yeah. it's way <laughs> too much of a pain in the butt. It's the yeah. only time in Paris where they have the subways open throughout the night. 
Oh, really? Yep, they don't, they don't close the subway. It's the only time that they don't do that. Most of the time they will close right. the subway around like, I, wanna, I, I think two in the morning. Um, right. But for New Year's Eve, they just keep it open. It's just safer. Then okay. people have a way to yeah. get home without having to drive, which is smart. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm fine. Give me the keys. <laughs> Don't drink and drive, people, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to walk away from this podcast with one thing. Don't drink and drive. Um... So, I, learned, I learned a lot from that podcast. I've learned that you can drink and drive on New Year's Eve. No, you <laughs> no, cannot. No, you cannot. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What was like something that you did when you were living in Japan for New Year's that you always think of as like quite unique or was it something that because it's more family-based in Japan you don't really have like specific markers kind of end up going to temples and just kind of wandering around and seeing things and stuff like that that was a kind of a thing it was you know it was just kind of seeing what people are up to in terms of just what what they were doing to celebrate the new year and it didn't it didn't really seem to matter which temple it was it was just kind of kind of getting out there and seeing what people are doing mm-hmm. um which i think is a good thing uh because i think particularly to do with like because obviously they have the, the what they call the chinese zodiac where the animal changes every year. i have no idea what the animal is going to be this year cannot remember oh but then you would i'm gonna look it up because go i want to know <laughs> yeah but you would go and check to see what they were doing and they have little festivals for the specific animal that you might be um expecting or knowing that it's going to come next year um and i honestly cannot remember what it's going to be this year this year is uh, going to be the ox the ox okay yes oh so that's also the thing is that um we are making the difference between the new year's falling on january the well, december 30th into january 31st january no December the thirty first to January. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> December thirty first to January thirty to January first versus the Chinese New Year, which is a lunar based calendar, yeah. and that changes every year. So yeah. the Chinese uh, zodiac animal won't actually take effect until later. Um, yeah. But the animal of twenty twenty one is the ox, uh, which yeah. means that this year has been the year of the rat, which is my dad's birth year. He's oh, a rat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have a little bit of time until mine. Um, cause I, I, the next time I'll get mine is when I'm 36. So I yes, have, so I, have time time. <laughs> I have some time. I have some time. I've got six years. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just the, the story. I mean, there was this whole story about how the animals got through the Zodiac and stuff like that. And it was, they had the race and everything like that. And basically the reason the rat came first is because what it did was it sat. Mm-hmm on the back of the ox as the ox swam across a river mm-hmm. and then as the bank was close enough the rat ran up the ox's back and then jumped off the ox's nose and got across the ed- to the end of the river first and therefore became the first animal sneaky and sneaky the story rat goes, <laughs> story goes that the cat was too lazy to get up and go on the race that's Aww. why there's no year of the cat that's so sad i feel so bad for the well, cat <laughs> yeah but the cat decided not to do it he's just like fair. i just want to take a nap Leave me, yeah. leave me behind. I'm good. <laughs> um, I do remember one New Year's. I have a very vivid memory of this because it was so much fun. We actually did it uh, every, like when we were living in Kobe. Every year that we lived there, we went and did this because my mm-hmm. mom found out that there was a temple that was uh, like a 30 minute walk from my house. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you had to go all the way down the river. So we like lived in this Ooh. area in Kobe, and so we walked down the river. It's the same river where um, they have all of the cherry blossom festivals. So you just oh, okay. keep walking down it, and eventually you get to this really large temple. I can't remember the name of it. I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, <laughs> what they would do for New Year's is they you would go into the temple, wash your hands as always, um, and mm. then they would have like things that you could buy uh, like fortunes or like good luck tokens and things like that and then um mm -hmm. you would take a um, hundred yen coin mm -hmm. and they had uh, basically on this pedestal it the biggest fish they could catch so essentially it was like the biggest wow. fit the biggest catch of the first day of the year this fish would get put on this like oh, wow. giant wooden slap table and so you would queue, you would make a wish or like what you are hoping <laughs> for into the new year, and then you would stick it to the fish. And so the idea, oh, right. okay. yeah, so you would stick this, this hundred yen coin to the fish. So the idea was that the longer it stuck to the fish, the more likely that your wish would come true. So you have no mm. idea how long it's actually going to stick because you're not going to stand there and look at it. But it was <laughs> this idea of like, I just, I'm giving myself a little bit of extra luck by doing mm -hmm. this and this was a shinto temple not buddhist um yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then other people were bringing in offerings they would bring in like rice mm -hmm. or uh mandarins are very popular and they would be putting it at mm -hmm. this huge altar um where they would have a deity and you would go and you would offer foods and it was a way of like mm -hmm. the community coming together and giving respect to the spirits of the temple yes and also like hoping to gain favor into the new year it mm. was really cool and also the fish was enormous so it was like this is great a huge fish <laughs> going to a temple what a great day to spend your first day of the oh, year that's a good way yeah that's a good way of doing it <laughs> I just, another one is a funny coin tradition mm -hmm. uh, I, it ex I don't know which i think it, ex it exists in the uk i'm not sure which bit of the uk it exists and i think it might be a small local thing or it could be something that's broader but there's an idea that what you do is you take a coin mm -hmm. and you put it out outside on your windowsill and then what you do is leave it overnight and then the next day you go and take the coin back in and mm -hmm. the idea is, is that what you're doing is, is that by leaving the coin out and then bringing it back in you'll be bringing money back in all the way through the new year oh it's a similar kind of thing not quite the same thing but a kind of thing of like going and like you know because the coin's been left out you bring it back in obviously a doorstep or something like that i mean unless somebody comes along in the night and nicks it you're you know <laughs> fine um but the general idea is that sort of same sort of strange maybe slightly animistic um pagan tradition that's there are places that it, these things still exist to an extent i mean mm -hmm. they're, they're superstitions i mean maybe if you want to be a bit unkind about it but that's the kind of thing that you know certainly in in britain it would be considered a superstition mm -hmm. um I do also remember hearing that in Japan on New Year's Day, you clean the house. Oh, there, yeah. There was something about beans, too, where, like, you throw beans. There was something about throwing beans in the house and then cleaning it. Um, I'm just going to look it up really quick. But um, other than that, I know for my family, New Year's Day was usually, like, um, you would, you know, just making sure that you were ready for the new year mm -hmm. school was mm -hmm. usually coming up um so it was yeah. like how do we get ready and mentally prepare 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is what it's called. It's called osuji, osuji, mm-hmm. which is the big cleaning. Um, mm-hmm. So you usually clean the entire house from top to bottom as mm-hmm. a way of welcoming toshigami, which are the kami or um, okay. the spirits of the new year. Right. Okay. So it's like a whole process where you clear off all the dust and you clean your house top to bottom you reorganize everything it's like a whole thing and it kind of makes sense you know for the new years you want to start off with a fresh slate so it makes sense that you would take the time entering your new year to clean everything i suppose it's sort of like a similar idea to sort of like you know new year a new year's resolution or something like that is a way of welcoming the new year with some sort of like and normally you know new year's resolutions are something to do with self um betterment in a way it's something personally that you will try and do in order to make yourself better it's like the thing is that people do like dry january or something like that mm-hmm. like just to i mean that's probably also got some very good health things i mean you spent you know the past two or three weeks getting stuffing yourself with food you don't really need to eat and probably drinking a bit too much alcohol so dry january is probably a good idea um but there was a strange one i heard like this is i think back beginning of 2017 i think it was i read an article and this was in the uk and people like could do things like you know after after new year they all go on a detox and everything after christmas and everything like that and this 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 is like three years ago so it's okay we can laugh it's fine (laughs) okay Um, but this woman apparently became obsessed with the idea of of like detoxing Mm -hmm. and she was using like she was drinking lots and lots and lots of water mm-hmm. and it was purified water put through a water purifier all that sort of stuff so it had nothing in it mm-hmm. and the problem was that she drank so much of this water and had cleaned herself out so well mm-hmm. that she collapsed and part of the reason she collapsed was she'd actually f- she flushed out all the sodium and potassium in her body or something like that oh. so her nervous system stopped working oh no that's and terrible so- there is a thing about looking after yourself for New Year, but don't take it too far. I have no idea how true it is, but I heard a story and it was on the BBC. So I'm assuming it was pretty well researched. Yeah, BBC um, usually sort of trust it. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I mean, there is this sort of stuff that people do of like, you know, trying to cleanse, cleanse themselves, whether physically or psychologically and all that sort of stuff. And that makes sense at New Year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just be careful. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh my gosh. That's so scary. So yeah, be careful of yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I realized that I was mixing up two different things. I was mixing up mm-hmm. Setsubun, which is before spring, uh, yeah. and I was mixing yeah. up New Year's. Um, yeah. I was thinking of the beans of Setsubun, aren't they? But, yeah, anyway. it is. I was mixing yeah. it up. They also have this thing of like throwing salt around as well, don't they, in Japan? Like, did you ever go past houses where they had like two pillars of salt next to each other or on the inside yeah. of the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big yeah. thing in many cultures because salt is seen as a purification. Um, so mm. It's very cleansing. Um, so a lot of cultures will use salt as like a way of signifying this has been cleaned, this has been purified. Mm. So they might use water, you might use fire, but salt is another very, yes. very popular uh, traditional way of signifying cleanliness and purification. Mm-hmm. So yeah um 
that's I don't really have yeah. much else to talk about for New Year's. We kind of no, went no, off topic, but that's kind of yeah. the norm for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, covered a lot of ground though yeah (laughs) Um, so thank you so much for joining us today and listening to our podcast Um, we have a Twitter so please reach out to us if you have any questions comments Um, it's the at passport Nessa or it's N-E-C-E-S-S one I'm going to work on seeing Mm -hmm. if I can change it slightly but that's what it is right now it's passport N-E-C-E-S-S one um, and we'll also be sure to leave it in our description, um, wherever you are looking at our podcast. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a comment or a review it really means the world to us that you're listening to this podcast and we will see you into the new year. Oh yes, we will. Yeah. Have a great day. I'll see you, Marcus. See you. Bye. Bye.